0: The whole time. We are back. It is the top of the ninth in a tie ball game. Cubs, Indians. Uh, it is 6 6. Yes, it is 6 6. Uh, man on uh, first. One out. Uh, Baez. B A E Z. Baez. I guess that's how you say his name. Is up. Shaw is pitching. Yes, Shaw is pitching. Um, Here's the pitch Two and one And ooh, Three and one What's wrong with these Indians uh, Those of you who just joined us uh, Indians tied it up With a two run home run In the Eighth inning it was huge uh, And now you got one out Three and one And Oh, oh, Jesus! And now uh, you have—I'll tell you—the Indians. They, 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 battle back. Listen, the Indians. They battle back. They, they battle back to being down by three runs. Uh, you now uh, have a guy on first who steals second, and then uh, the 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 catcher throws the ball like he's a little leaguer it hits uh, Kippins in the shins bounces into the outfield and that runner goes to third so now you got a man on third one out what's wrong with these guys Cleveland, man, they get the power of Joe Boo in the eighth inning. They tie it up, and now they're looking like garbage. Three and two, Baez, man on third. They just put Michael Martinez in right field. got it. Got, you gotta get this they gotta get him here you get we need we need, here's some we need some high heat high heat on the hands high heat on the hands strike him out baby here we go here we go three and two here's the pitch he's out he goes for a bunt it's a crappy bunt you suck you suck you what a loser. Wow, when you're a major leaguer, you get, you get told to, to bunt, oh, he had to put the ball in play, you suck, you suck with your little cheek guards, you don't, you fag, I'm sorry I used the word fag, I'm sorry guys, I know that's not, that's not politically correct, that's a homophobic slur. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a gay slur <laughs> Dexter Fowler's up Three for four I'd walk Dexter He's got a solo home run He's three for I'd walk him I put I'd put Dexter on base and call it a day That's my opinion. Let's see what happens. Let's see where we go Dexter Fowler up man on third one ball no strikes Here's the pitch. It's a wind up. Mmm inside. Inside. He got two balls, no strikes. Dexter Fowler. Here we go. Here's the pitch. They got him. Out. Dexter Fowler hits the shortstop out. We're going to the bottom of the ninth inning, ladies and gentlemen. Bottom of the ninth inning. Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo is in the house. I'll tell you, I thought for sure. I thought for sure they were going. All right, here we go behind guys I'm sorry I'm sorry we're just throwing uh we're doing a little baseball we're okay we're back to politics all right here we go oh <laughs> uh, all right well, you know what I want to talk about let's I, I, I mean there's a lot of things to talk about but here's what I want to talk about uh, gardening all right let's talk about gardening uh, This election cycle has really brought out the crybabies in the media. And what I mean by that is the media, rather it's CNN, rather it's MSNBC, rather it's CBS, rather it's the Daily Beast, rather it's the New York Post, New York Times, Washington Post, the media has gotten away with what we call keyboard worrying for years. And I've explained this. Week after week, month after month. The majority, if not all, of these so-called journalists were really, really social outcasts growing up. They weren't popular. They didn't have an active social life. A Lot of times they were And I hate to use the word Because it's such a liberal word Bullied They collected comic books They had imaginary friends And a lot of them Picked their nose in class And ate their boogers And somebody just threw in... They were the tattletales. Exactly. I mean, they they really were losers. Okay? They, They were the quintessential losers. But... Being... Quote, unquote, a journalist... Gave them power. Being able... To write an article praising somebody or taking a big dump on somebody gave them power. Because if they took a big dump on somebody, it was like payback for them. It was like payback. That person that they just took a dump on represented everybody that's ever been mean to them throughout their life. And maybe that person would then call them up or email them and say, hey, why did you take a dump on me? Can't we just be Friends, And if they write a good article about somebody, that person will call them, thank them, tell them what a great job they did, and pending on what they do, offer them tickets dinners, whatever, whatever. And I brought up the example of my past life. I brought up my example of when I used to be in the film industry, so to speak. And we had a magazine... That was like the Bible of our industry. And you had reviewers for movies and uh, different people like that that would do uh, articles about up and coming directors. And they were all losers. They, 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 they were all losers. They, they, no social life they they were outcasts I brought up uh, one of the people called Ken Ken Michaels he had to weigh 550 pounds one of those guys that have those those skin tags all over their neck like like they're like little moles and I mean just Just, you know that fat guy, alright? You know that disgusting, nasty, fat guy that you've seen at Starbucks, who's been in front of you. And you just stare at the back of his neck. And all the skin tags. And all the other weird things on this dude's body. Because... Maybe he's got a tank, who knows? Just disgusting. That's what this guy was. But you had to be nice to him. You would take him out to dinner. Hell, some people would provide him with companionship. Because he could do an article about you. He could give your movie a good review. He could get you on the cover of the magazine well rather it's politics rather it's Rolling Stone rather it's uh, uh, E entertainment people magazine it's all the same thing and all these writers all these journalists are the same and as it pertains to politics The unwritten rule has been you are treated like God. I mean, look at all those politicians that are all the uh, uh, reporters that got invited to John Podesta's house. Look at all the reporters that got invited to John Podesta's house for the luncheon. If you're a reporter and your gig is politics. Well, what's the number one goal? Working at the White House. Covering the White House. Having access to the president. Having access to Secretary of State. Having access to whoever. Because if you get an interview, that interview... Is then circulated to different media outlets, different uh, internet outlets, you can become a star. You can become somebody that makes six, seven figures a year. So the unwritten rule is you are treated like God. Well, Trump comes along. And if you write an article that's crappy, he calls you out. If you say something in an interview... he doesn't like he calls you out a great video that's going around that nobody of course talks about cuz it's putting one of their own on the spot is Stephanopoulos asking Trump if he has regrets and Trump said well yeah sure we I have some regret we all have regrets don't you have regrets Contributing to the Clinton Foundation. I mean, it was a classic line. Nobody's done that to these people before. These people have never had any pushback. Ever. Because there's not supposed to be pushback. Because they're supposed to be treated like Gold. Somehow the word free press means you have to treat anybody that's asking you a question or that's part of the press like they are Jesus and they just walked on water to come on over. And hang with you, and with Trump disrupting all of their lives and making people question the integrity of these so called golden children is freaking them out because they were sold a bill of goods which is you're a journalist and if you go to college doesn't matter what crappy school you go to as long as you have a journalism degree As long as you have a journalism degree, you can get a job as a reporter and you will be treated like gold. You'll be treated like gold. So that's why you see Wolf Blitzer and all the other talking bobbleheads hack tapper having these d- debates rather it's kellyanne conway or other trump surrogates about the press feeling threatened the press feeling like they are under assault because Trump eggs them on to hate the journalists now have you seen the video of Andrea Mitchell getting questions from Robbie Mook on his cell phone. Robbie Mook gives Andrea Mitchell questions. You see him show her his cell phone and then she asks Hillary Clinton a question. After that happens, you see Robbie Mook signaling to a reporter off camera and he points at his cell phone as to say look at your cell phone these aren't wild conspiracy things this is legit there's leaked wiki emails where Andrea Mitchell is talking with Colin Powell where she's talking about how horrible the Republicans are. And she's supposed to be part of this impartial media. You have Gloria Borger. We talked about her yesterday. Gloria Borger telling John Podesta, you're a TV star. You're a TV star. I'm in GOP hell. She's one of these reporters. Mitchell. Borger. Tapper. being involved in the Clinton Foundation, speaking on a panel. Wolf Blitzer and Dana Bash drinking champagne and dancing when Hillary Clinton accepted the nomination from the Democrats. This is all out there. And rather it's Trump, WikiLeaks, or whoever that's part of the Trump campaign have been pointing it out. So when Wolf Blitzer goes, why is Donald Trump? Well, wait a minute, Wolf, because you guys are scumbags. You guys are sleazy scumbags. You're not impartial reporters. You have picked sides and you are working on a side and trying to get your side to win. And in that case, you're not this impartial reporter. When you're Jorge Ramos and your daughter works for Hillary Clinton, you are not an impartial reporter. So in turn, this concept of free speech and, oh my God, Donald Trump is trying to prohibit reporters from doing their jobs. No, you're not reporters. You're not reporters. You are somebody that's writing an article on behalf of one side. You're you're an extension of one side. You're an extension of the Democrat Party. So this notion that you are part of this beacon of freedom and 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 uh, you know tradition of the press that dates back to our forefathers is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. You are no different than a mole. who works in the Justice Department, who works in a police department. You are playing for a side. And in turn, your reporting, your journalism, who you are, is for one side. So when CNN runs a story by one of the biggest hacks in the liberal universe named Dylan Byers, and it says Donald Trump once again singles out NBC News journalist Katie Turr by name. During a rally on Wednesday reigniting concerns about reporters safety at Trump rallies Now Katie Turr just a little background is the prime example Of that loser in high school That no one liked everybody made fun of and ultimately does what she does to try to get acceptance and love. First off, her dad was one of the very first high-profile cross-dressers, okay? His name was Bob Tur. And then one day he decided he wanted to get his ding-dong cut off. Or maybe he hasn't even gotten it cut off. He just likes to wear women's clothing. So right out of the gate. You have one of your parents bearing weirdos. We've all been there. My dad went to jail when I was a youngster. So I had kids going, your dad's in jail. Your dad's a criminal. Your dad your dad's a girl your dad's got boobs you so there you go number two Katie turr dated Keith Oberman yes the biggest just l- I mean you can't get you can't get a bigger. Liberal douchebag. I mean, he is who Chris Hayes will be. Well, it's a mix because Chris Hayes eventually will become Lawrence O'Donnell, an old douchebag, an old liberal dude. Keith Oberman, eh, enough said. Katie Turr dated Keith Oberman when Keith Oberman was a big shot. At MSNBC, when Keith Oberman had the Rachel Maddow slot, before MSNBC went, hey, uh, we should have a liberal lesbian. <laughs> we 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 you know, we, we that's what we should do here. You got the you got the Al Sharpton. You got Melissa Claire Got a black woman. Got a black guy. Got a white lesbian woman. You know I, the the whole diversity thing. But Oberman was there for years, and Katie Turr was just a drool she was a local half-ass reporter until until she started swinging from Keith Oberman's junk and once that happened she started to rise through the ranks of MSNBC so as you see The self-esteem. The person she is. Who she is. The mind. The soul. It's all garbage. She couldn't get anywhere successful on her own. So she had to swing from the junk. Of an old. Big mouth. Loser of a man named Keith Oberman. And once she got where she had to go, and they got rid of Oberman to bring in Maddow, Tur told Oberman to take a hike. So that's Katie Tur. And if you ever go through her Twitter feed, she is a partisan liberal hack. And they send her to cover Trump's campaign. So MSNBC, a liberal hack network, has one of their liberal hack reporters covering the Trump campaign. She's not a independent journalist, a no-nonsense journal. What are you talking about? She's a liberal hack who got where she got. Because she was swinging on Oberman's junk. She retweets. She writes. she, she, She despises Trump. She despises the GOP. And she wears her partisanship on her sleeve. She's the one that loves to say, oh, well, there's not too many people at this Trump rally when there's thousands. She's a partisan hack. Plain and simple. She's not a reporter working for an independent newspaper. She's not not a reporter working... For public radio. Because we're not left. We're not right. We just want to say what is going on here. Oh, let's see. Fire Marshal. How many people? Okay, so there's 6,000. Watch Katie tur and her reporting. Watch what she writes. She interjects her own opinion. Her own Take on things that are happening. That's not what a reporter's supposed to do. She's not supposed to be putting her opinion into what she's reporting. It's not what she's supposed to do. And once she did that. All bets are off in the sense of journalism and and you know here's your credentials. okay, you get to do this and you get to have you know a spot once you're once you're a partisan hack, you need to be treated like the enemy. No different than what Democrats do. ...to Sean Hannity... ...no different than what Democrats do... ...to Jesse Waters... It's the same thing... ...hell in those weak... ...in those leaked Podesta emails... ...there's an exchange where well, I think it's Palmieri and Podesta or whoever it is are talking about revoking the credentials of, I think, a Daily Mail reporter. They didn't like this reporter. They didn't like what he was reporting. They didn't like the fact that they couldn't control him. 'Cause they could control Andrea Mitchell. They could control Dana Bash, Gloria Borger, Anderson Cooper Katie Tur. So Trump talked about the size of the rally. And he said the media doesn't want to report the size. They're dishonest. They never want to show the size of the, 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 the rallies. He said there's something happening. They're not reporting it. Katie, you're not reporting it. Katie, there's something happening. Katie, there's something happening. And Trump has done that to Katie Turr before. He calls her Little Katie. Little Katie Tur. Called her a third-rate journalist many months ago. And then when she was badgering him on questions, he said, be quiet. She's not a reporter. She's not a reporter. She's a partisan hack. She's playing for the other team. She's playing for the other team. And when you're playing for the other team, when you're an enemy, you don't have to treat the enemy. You don't have to treat the other team the same way you would either someone from your own team or someone goes, I don't know anything about either team. I, I just need to ask you about the home run you hit. How did, how did you feel? Uh-huh, 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 okay. Um, there was people in the stands that were booing. How does that make you feel? Uh-huh, hmm hmm mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And then they leave. And then they do a report. I was at the Cubs and Indians game, uh, and uh, -and so-and-so hit a home run. I asked him how he felt about the home run. He said, blah, 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 blah. And then I talked to some people that weren't happy about that. And they said, blah, 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 blah. And that's it, reporting. And I'm Veronica Mars. That's not what Katie Turr does. So in turn, why should Katie Turr be treated like she's some impartial and fair journalist? She's not. She's a hack. Get in the back of the line. You don't get to have free donuts. You don't get to have free coffee. And if I don't like your question, I'll tell you to shut up. Because you're a hack for NBC. You're a hack for the same group that had a debate moderator, John Harwood, bragging to John Podeska that you busted my stones at a debate. F you, Katie Turr. F you. You're a hack. You're not a journalist. I don't have to be nice to you. So when Trump said this, the crowd started booing, Katie. Boo. So then other hacks went online. Other hacks. And I consider Hugh Hewitt a hack. But he tweeted, tough and fair, Katie Tur. And then the world's, I mean, you can't get a bigger hack than Andrea Mitchell. Katie Turr has been doing stellar reporting since day one. Let's stop beating up on the media. I'm with Tur. Well, Andre Mitchell, you're a hack. How do you say stop beating up on the media with a straight face? You're not the media. You're part of the Clinton campaign. You're a hack. See, that's the thing with all these reporters. They they don't get it. They don't get it because they think so highly of themselves. Like I said, it all predates back to them growing up and being losers and being booger eaters. It all dates back to that. It all dates back to that. They think they're entitled to something but this election cycle they've all been exposed we talked about it before there was a whole thing where you had reporters bitching and whining because Trump took credentials away and they had to wait in line they had to wait in line in the rain and they were upset about it and so in turn they complained and said Trump is prohibiting free speech How? They're able to go inside, they're able to write whatever story they want, and they're able to print it. How is that prohibiting free speech? The only thing Trump is prohibiting is your easy cakewalk of a life. Because you're used to going to Hillary Clinton rallies, and when Paul Mary or Podesto see you, They usher you in through the back door, and they have someone there to take your coat and give you a drink and give you Twinkies or whatever you need. Like I said, when I was in the business, and we had to baby a 550-pound disgusting of a human being named Ken Michaels, Because he could write good articles about you and give you good reviews. So these reporters are upset because they had to wait in the rain. They had to wait in the rain. They didn't like that. They didn't like that. So once you cross that line, kind of like, and I'll sum it up for you. It's kind of like in The Godfather, okay? And I know if I had a terrestrial radio show, I would get heat for this. But here's how you have to sum it up. In The Godfather, when they were talking about killing... McCluskey okay when they were talking about taking out the police captain McCluskey and they're all sitting around the table and they said Michael okay kick kick kill a police captain you can't do that you'll have everybody all over you, you can't do that and Michael says well we're not killing a cop the rule says you can't kill a cop but he's he's a dirty cop he's a dirty cop he takes bribes he works for Salazzo. he makes sure that nothing happens to Salazzo. he's not a cop He's like one of us. And we have friends in the press. And we could have the press report about how dirty McCluskey is. And after Michael goes through that, Sonny, Tom, they all agree. Yeah, it'll work. Katie Turr is not a reporter. Andrea Mitchell is not a reporter. Steve Carnacki is not a reporter. None of them are reporters. They are Democrat Hacks they are Hillary Clinton shills Jorge Ramos is not a reporter He's an advocate And once Andrea Mitchell and Katie Turr Borger bash Once they cross that line from being an impartial journalist to being an extension of the Clinton campaign slash the Democrats, all bets are off. Now, I'm not condoning killing them. I'm not condoning that at all. I'm not condoning beating them up. But making their life uncomfortable... Making their lives miserable... Is completely fine... It's completely acceptable... And it's exactly what they have coming to them... Because they crossed that line... From being a journalist... To being an extension of the Clinton campaign and the arm of the Democrat Party spewing propaganda.